You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. What are we smoking this week, Bradley? Ezekiel, whatever your name is this week? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> we are smoking. <laughs> Do you know what we're smoking? <laughs> the Syndicato. Maniac. Yeah, the Maniac. Dude. This is a big Magnum XL fucking cigar. It is. <laughs> Like, I almost wish we had a box of Magnum XLs to slide over the cigar just to see if it would work. <laughs> yeah, if anyone is like, you know, accused you of like, you're freaking smoking a cigar like you had a dick in your... This is like, it's a 770 torpedo. It is a, a big motherfucker. What does 770 even mean? Seven inches long in a 70 uh, ring gauge. Oh, I thought you were talking about a zip code. No. <laughs> But your 70-inch ring gauge is, is literally a inch diameter cigar. It's, it's So it's no roll of quarters. <laughs> All right. Um, this is going to support an Ecuadorian Habano 2000 wrapper with Nicaraguan binders and fillers. Um, yeah. And an Ecuadorian Cubano wrapper. Yeah. A full-flavored, manically uh, tasty. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, is, uh, you know, so far, this is actually an enjoyable smoke. You know, because oftentimes you start getting into the 770s, and it... Like, Almost too much strength yes. on some of these big bastard cigars. Especially when you know it's going to be a two-ish hour experience, probably, <laughs> from the, the size of this thing. That, what uh, I think is going to be really funny is it's going to be like when we smoke the nub... And it's like, damn, that thing lasted a lot longer than I anticipated. It's gonna this be like big the bastard is going to like last 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to like, just boosh. What the hell just broke? <laughs> Fucking maniacs are breaking in. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I guess that's fitting. Um, and one of the reasons why we're smoking the maniac is, you know. For El Paso? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, uh, you know. Our Halloween spooky season is is starting. Uh, just about every haunted house has opened up this weekend, and we're talking about the sequel to one of the Netflix original horror movies that we talked about a couple years ago. I think it came out in 2017. We're talking about the sequel to The Babysitter. Babysitter, Killer Queen. Queen Bee. She's the Queen Bee. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we maniac. We're talking a movie about some some crazy ass maniacs. Fear went together, and if you're gonna have to fend off a murderous blood cult, you should call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code Cigarners for twenty percent off your order. Keep you up on the energy if you're having to run for your life. You know this Halloween season, or to keep up with your kids, we're on that that Halloween sugar high. Down a couple Strike Force, so you can be on that you know same level with them. I thought Halloween was canceled this year. Fuck no, there is no canceling of Halloween. (laughs) 
That's the most metal thing ever. I mean, it's the one holiday we were expected to wear masks. Why the fuck would we cancel it? <laughs> this is probably the most COVID-safe fucking holiday of all. have an N95 fil- Holy shit. Dude, we totally missed... You know all the Halloween masks? If yeah. only we could have slapped an N95 filter in the mouth hole. <laughs> I mean, freaking Batman masks probably safer than uh, some of these cloth masks, so... <laughs> Just throw, I mean, realistically, throw some filters in there. You're good to go. Doing about the same shit. Absolutely nothing. Except <laughs> uh, <up> scaring people. <laughs> I feel like we got to talk a little bit more about this cigar. Uh, it's big as shit, bro. Okay, so we've established that, but um, dude, just off the rip, like this is a flavor bomb, and I'm really digging that. Uh, notes of you know. Earthy cedar, a little bit of creaminess, a little black pepper. You know, it's got some complexity to it. Yeah, it's a little bit lighter than you know, my usual go-to cigars, but it's with something this big, if it was super strong, it would not be a enjoyable experience. This one has a lot of flavor, but I don't feel like I'm getting like kicked in the teeth yet. Yeah, but how do you, like, okay, so we've smoked the, you know, the Double Digger, which is another big-ass cigar by LFD. Um, like, I almost think that this one packs more flavor, whereas, like, the Double Digger is just, you know, pure strength. Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, this is a, you know, for somebody that's like, oh, I want to smoke a big-ass cigar, like, step on up, and... <laughs> yeah. You maniac. I mean, and we had, we've had the Lunatic, so we'll see how this compares to the <laughs> Lunatic versus the Maniac, which... Similar ring size, but I think the Lunatic's a little bit was a little bit shorter than this. It was it was big, but it wasn't like it was girthy, but it didn't have a lot of length on it, <laughs> or at least the one we smoked. <laughs> but this one, it's got both That's length what she said. and girth. <laughs> it's got the full package. Yep. Why is that dude not wearing a shirt? <laughs> That's how we record in the summer when it's hot in here. <laughs> not even summer anymore it's officially fall and it's uh, halloween it's sh- time to get spooky <laughs> shout out to shirtless mike <laughs> word uh, but with that we're gonna get right into the spooky season and talk about uh the return of the babysitter podcast it's time to call in your babysitters uh just i'm an adult i don't need a babysitter that's what what your wives are (laughs) are i don't have a wife (laughs) you have a wife (laughs) yeah that's why i can always use the term well i was in my defense i was left unsupervised (laughs) 
or in this case, I leave her unsupervised and I come home to like a table covered in Halloween, uh, a Kuchu in mid September. I did at least get a cool, uh, Ghostbusters coffee cup out of her, her uh, Halloween spending spree. <laughs> Word. Uh, and everyone's like, man, your, your wife really likes decorating for Halloween. I'm like, Halloween hell. She's going to keep this shit up year round. This is like, she shops for home decor during the Halloween season. <laughs> I live in a haunted house. <laughs> it's not even haunted. It's just scary. <laughs> oh, get me like a tiny chainsaw to to cut my cigars with. Like freaking little leather face. Dude, I I now have a miniature Jason Voorhees uh, snow globe. It says, welcome to Camp Crystal Lake. and has a little tiny Jason head inside of it. And the, uh, the snow is red when you shake it up. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, so, yeah, uh, no, no Dollar General, or uh, Dollar Tree Halloween section is, is currently safe. I'm just waiting for her to come home from that 12-foot skeleton from Home Depot. So, uh, back in 2017, uh, director Mick G released a horror movie on Netflix called The Babysitter. Uh, yeah, we talked about that a but while back when it came. But can you call it a horror movie, though? Like... It's so for folks that may not have a fucking clue what we're talking about because they think we're talking about the fucking Babysitters Club. Uh, no, <laughs> kids accidentally watch that movie and be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have some nightmares." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's you know definitely in that horror comedy genre, and I it's so, I mean, it's it's definitely in that horror comedy genre, but it's not say like scary movie where it's and like where it's over the top slapsticky intentionally funny this one is like we're trying to be a horror film but we're not taking ourselves seriously and this is going to be funny as shit <laughs> while still being bloody as shit like uh, and i think that's what made these you know movies relatively great is the fact that they don't try to take themselves too seriously yeah and they almost kind of poke fun at the genre of the teen horror movie while, you know, taking it kind of seriously. Like the first one, uh, just to kind of recap, kid, uh, finds out his babysitter is part of a satanic blood, a cult, blood cult that they need to, and like, it's not bad enough to be part of a cult. You gotta be part of a blood cult, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure that's a freaking Scandinavian death metal band. Uh, welcome to blood cult. Blah. But their whole... Uh, I think you need to work on your metal screams. <laughs> their whole shindig is they have to sacrifice somebody and then mix the blood of the innocent uh, and drink it and say some magic words and they'll get whatever they want. Which they never really... I just love the fact that innocence is dubbed by virginity. Like well, it's it doesn't always been the it doesn't matter tradition. if you shoot up crystal meth and you know are strung <laughs> out you murdered fourteen people just as long as you haven't had sex like I mean typical like going back to the eighties slasher you know don't do these bad things because you will die um but here the only real bad thing is sex yeah I mean and then that's kind of what we learned from Scream that's like the uh the old school rule of horror movies. Don't have sex or you're going to die. But in this one, it's like, you didn't have sex, so you might die. <laughs> it kind of kind of reversed it. <laughs> the only, and, you know, we talked about the first one, it being kind of a 
coming of age film where this kid who was everyone called him a pussy and in fact I liked how in this movie the first movie started with like him you know getting a freaking shot and now he's in gym class and somebody just like smacks him in the head with a freaking uh, dodgeball and just goes pussy and this one is like starts off the same way he's like he's like he's he's grown a little bit and it's like no he still gets hit in the head with a ball and someone's pussy but like the first one it's you know like so we said oh yeah he's gonna like you know by the end of it, he's learned to man the fuck up and kind of become, like, not afraid of everything because he's had to face real fear. But then... Again, well, I mean, I think part of the he problem... He kind of backslid a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got to be hard when all of that shit happens. There's no bodies to account for. So people just think you went batshit crazy and crashed a car through a house. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean... So while he's not afraid of everything, he's just kind of... PTSD'd from the first movie. And it was kind of like that old school, like, you know, if you watched some of the old horror movies, like, the, the killer would always clean up after themselves, so then the people would just think they're crazy because they can't find the body of whoever got killed. And pretty much, you know, that's where this movie starts, is even though he killed the all of the satanic cult, including his babysitter, B, played by uh, Samara Weaving, she... Apparently survived or and cleaned up all the bodies. So, like, you know, when you think he's such you know, a badass, like the fireman's like, hey, bro, there's no bodies inside the house. He's like, uh, there was one when I crashed a car into it. And now everyone just assumes he's fucking crazy. <laughs> so he's now he's a little bit traumatized from his experience. He's even more so because nobody freaking believes him and his parents are putting him on antipsychotics because they think he's just batshit crazy. Yeah. So there's your history lesson, folks. From here on out, fucking spoiler warning. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the pretty much everyone from the original film that died horribly returned. <laughs> so we got back all the original actors. So it's not a yeah. Like, that was the other thing too. Was I'm glad that you know we got to see a return of the previous cast because uh, I think if you would have tried to recast uh, some of that magic. Yeah, they could have very easily had... I mean, which then again, like, each one of these people are playing to a stereotype, so it would have been really hard to find somebody that could do a stereotype. But <laughs> I feel like we were already invested in these characters, so it was good to see a familiar face, and why the fuck has that guy still not got a shirt on? <laughs> yeah, freaking Max. <laughs> Uh, played by Robbie Emil. <laughs> and it's funny, it, like, the timeline of this movie seems weird. That's kind of probably, like, I enjoyed it. It's funny. The only thing that I'm like, M Mick G can't do math, because the timeline of this movie, because he's like, they're like, it's two years later. Well, Everybody's aged ten years. <laughs> well, in the first movie, he has the line, when he, when he says, like, somebody called him a pussy, and his mom's like, you know what that means? And he's like, I'm 12, I'm not retarded, I know what pussy means. <laughs> but then, two years later, now he's a junior in high school and driving. I'm like, that's, that's Dude, like a, he's a four-year jump. <laughs> he's kind of dumb. Like Either that, or they fucked up in the first movie because his dad's like teaching him how to drive, but he's too scared to. That's normally something you do at like 14, not 12. So if he had been 14... Dude, I was fucking driving to like nine years old. What the fuck are you talking about? But if he had been like a freshman in high school in the first one, yeah, two-year jump, he's now a junior. That would have made sense. But saying that he was like... Because he was, like I said, even though it's 
two years in movie time. It's like been four years since like the last production. So all these people are like, you know, freaking 18, 19 now <laughs> when they were like, Look, look like little kids the first time around. But yeah, they were probably just... 18, 19 when they were filmed as little kids. Now they're <laughs> yeah. probably like fucking 24 and 25. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't pull the uh, the ages on everybody. <laughs> that dude still doesn't have a shirt. The slut is still the slut. Um, yeah, it was like pretty much the, 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 the stereotype. The black dude is still the black dude. And the crazy Asian girl uh, still likes her cookies. <laughs> yeah. Not a whole lot's changed. No, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, he, he, but it was just so weird. Cause it's like, he took a, such a step back from like, cause like the end of it, like the first one, like the bullies that had bullied him, like show mad respects. Like dude stole a car and drove it through the house. He ended up kissing the cute neighbor girl. So you're like, all right, he's, he's no, he's like the, still the weird kid in school that everyone's like, Oh, he's crazy. He's got, uh, you know, he doesn't help by like, you know, wearing a freaking corduroy suit from the seventies to school every day. It's kind of like, bro, you don't want to get bullied. Don't paint a target on your back. <laughs> I don't know. I went to Goodwill for a lot of clothes and it's like, oh my God, where did you get those? Fucking Goodwill. Then everybody started going to Goodwill. It was the grunge era. <laughs> Things were weird. A lot of flannel. Eh, not really. This was before flannel. Mm. A lot of, a lot of like. Hey, you're in high school, but you're wearing the dare shirts from elementary school and such. (laughs) Who the fuck remembers that thing? Wow. Yeah, so we got Judah Lewis returning as Cole, and Emily Lind as his neighbor, uh, Megan. And you also have our original group of killers, uh, Robbie and Mill. I thought it was Melanie. Oh, yeah, Melanie. Uh, Andrew Bachelor. Uh, Hannah Maylie Bellathorn, who has since gone on to break records on OnlyFans, uh, if you want to go look that up, <laughs> and some marrow weaving, and we but we've got our, our our new addition to the the killer crew of uh, uh, Phoebe, played by uh, Jenna Ortega, as the as the new girl in town. But yeah, you expect Homeboy to be dating like you. Know, his neighbor chick, because and they even no, that could never work in the social circles, because he's still he's still a dork. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nerdy and awkward. Like, you don't get that until the hot chick from you know high school has been through like three divorces and six kids and been treated like shit, and then you know much later in life figures out that hey, this is a genuine dude, and then they hook up when you know way past its prime. Yeah, so now she's dating, uh, I think it was Jimmy or something. Like her, uh, It's like the next generation of the stereotypical jock dude from uh, <laughs> the first movie. I mean, he's a fucking hockey player. Let's just, you know, like they should have put him in a hockey jersey. <laughs> oh, and I do like... Very fucking Letterkenny-ish. <laughs> yeah, bro! Dude! Uh, yeah. It's like us if we were probably stoners. <laughs> bra, dude. <laughs> dude, bra. Uh, did you just say dude, bra? Like, you got man tits? I said dude, bra. Yeah, I, I, I heard you. So, man tits. <laughs> trying to, you know, well, there, the, 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 you know. Everyone had a, had a cute nickname, I mean. <laughs> you got Boom Boom and freaking whatever the <laughs> Melanie was called. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> God. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, he's still weird as shit. I do like, yeah, it kind of starts with him kind of recapping the shit that went on as he's laying on a, looks like a psychiatrist's bed. I need to light a fire in this bitch. <laughs> and it's the same guy that played the, uh, the nurse from the, uh, the first movie, uh, Big Carl. <laughs> and he's like wearing like a suit jacket. He's like, hey, why am I even talking to you anyway? Aren't you like the school nurse? He's like, yeah, man. But from like, you know, from eight to 10, I'm also the counselor. Like, dude, I went to Cornell. I have a PhD. I'm a psychiatrist. He's <laughs> yeah. like, sorry, bro. He's <laughs> like, you fucking little but racist. <laughs> how about, you know, fucking coolest guidance counselor there is. You know, yeah. anytime you go to a guidance counselor and he's like, shit, everybody's got problems. <laughs> and your problem is you just need to get laid. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, and he's like, yeah. He's but like, don't touch the couch because it's got got herpes, like <laughs> herpes everywhere. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, dude, you're like, you know, you gotta relax. You just need to get laid. That will solve all your problems. And he's like, he's like, no, but all these things really happened to me. You're fucking delusional, man. You gotta get, quit t- telling people about your crazy babysitter trying to kill you. Your, you know, a fictional babysitter trying to kill you, and just go get some laid. Be normal, kid. But you know, use protection because. Half this school has gonorrhea and herpes. There's herpes all over. You're on the herpes couch. <laughs> Don't touch anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, it's 10 o'clock. I'm the nurse now. Come here. Let me give you your flu shot. <laughs> yeah. Then he bitches out. Like, fuck, this again? No needles. <laughs> like, dude, I'm just trying to help you. Why you gotta be a, uh, keep buzzing my balls? <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Um, and, his, of course, his parents didn't believe him and think he's crazy. And since he still believes it, they're like, well, we're going to send you off to a psychiatric school. So he decides to say, fuck it and go rogue and, and, uh, try it's red to go. pill, blue pill time. Yeah. Gotta make a choice. So, uh, Melanie and her friends are going to the the lake for the weekend. So he decides to skip school and, and, and go with them, uh, and, and have a regular, try to go be normal. And yet again, steals Melanie's dad's car, <laughs> which, Poor dude can't catch a break. Her dad won. It was, it's like the car he like she destroyed his like freaking Chevelle, and then freaking uh, he replaced it with like something that looks even more ridiculous. I mean, he's got like a a freaking seventies Camaro with a with a blower painted with like blue with flame. it looks like the the toy Hot Wheels car you had as a child. <laughs> it's like it's like I pretty much I saw that you know in the Hot Wheels. It's the car that as a kid we thought we wanted in real life. I mean, <laughs> granted, I can always repaint that bitch. I'll gladly take the car. <laughs> Hell, I will leave the car that color. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the, her dad is just like freaking regressed even farther. Uh, uh, after his, he's like just getting stoned, you know, grow his hairs long. Just smoking weed and playing Xbox. <laughs> and, you know, freaking famous comedian uh, from the state, uh, Dan Marino, uh, is still his, uh, not Dan Marino, uh, friggin', uh, <laughs> is, uh, still plays his dad. And it, 
you know, it's funny. They, they're like when they, the kids are not gone, they go to his house and he's like, I don't think the, oh, Ken Marino. I don't think the doorbell works. Like, how do you know? It didn't work last time I was here. When we were here, I just stopped by to say hi. Why didn't you tell me? Uh, because, because we smoked a little weed and I was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. it, it, I love how like the mom is like, you better not be on that shit. Like just fucking like third degree. It's like, Damn, somebody needs to slip her some edibles. Yeah, because even the cops like, hey, most time runaway kids are home by dinner unless they got snatched up in a van. And he's like, oh my god, they're in a van. He's like, no, I heard him say they're going to be home by dinner. He's like, tell you what, why don't you go home in case they come home? I'll stay here with Juan just in case they come here. All right. He's like, you got the new Halo? Yeah, but I'm playing Fortnite, bitch. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, you want some weed? No, nah, I can't. I told the wife I wouldn't. What if I just do everything? I hold the bong, I pull the carb. Yeah, if I don't touch anything, it's not my fault. I didn't try to get <laughs> And then take rips like the largest, like, freaking bong load I've seen since fucking the Cheech and Chong down, movie. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so weird to hear him talk about sliding into DMs, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's that stereotypical, like... R-O-T-F-L-O-L. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be the cool parent and like you know, talk like the kids talk and doing a horrible job at it. Yeah, I slid in his DMs. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, have you seen your daughter? Uh, they may have like skipped school. Oh yeah, my daughter's totally DTF. What down to fuck? No, down to skip on Thursdays and Fridays. That's what that means. <laughs> like, uh, nah, don't, bro. <laughs> it's like. But I just love how, like, nothing comes to fruition until he realizes, fuck, she took the car. <laughs> yeah, he gives no shit about it. He's like, he's like, all right, you know, if you don't want your... He's like, where's your baby? He's like, what? He's like, looks, he's like, fuck, she took my car again. He's like, if your son wrecks my car again, I'm going to fuck, fuck you. I'm going to fuck your wife. You're all fucked. <laughs> Everybody's getting fucked. Oh. Uh, it's like, weird. Oh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, yeah, and like like I said, we had uh, the introduction of, of Phoebe, the the weird, like, rebel girl who who joins the... Nah, dude, it's basically like when they try to, um, you know, bring back the person that you know's been to either YDC or alternative school, <laughs> and it's like, this person's coming back to normal school now, and it's like, yeah, I'm totally pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite movies are uh, Pulp. Uh, not uh, was it? Uh, uh, fuck uh, the the butt raping movie, um, Deliverance, or anything by Rob Reiner. I'm like, that's a large swath of movies there. <laughs> yeah, like so, you get the new tough chick in school with a possibly dark backstory. <laughs> it's like rumor has it she killed her parents. Because she would totally be in school if that was a kid. Unless that was self-defense. And then, you know, I guess it's completely justified. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many, like, references to, like, old movies and stuff, too. That, Like, when the when they get to the lake and you see, you know, New Girl has hitchhiked there because she's tough in a semi. She's like, gets out and she's like, I'll be sure to tell them Large Marge sent me. Yeah, which is a reference to Pee-wee's Big Adventure if... <laughs> If you're not familiar. I wasn't. Thanks for clarifying. 
I was like, is she the the head of the lot lizards? <laughs> and then later on, when uh, they uh, find some weird dude camping to ask him for help, you know, he's playing the like deliverance uh, <laughs> banjo theme. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's a lot leading up before we get to that point. Yep. So they end up in a houseboat from the seventies, from the looks of it. You know, if you're any tell from the shag carpeting. <laughs> And my wife walked in when I'm watching that part, and she's like, is this movie set in the 70s? I'm like, no, just a really old boat. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, it, it's probably economical to buy. I mean, could you imagine trying to rent a modern houseboat versus a houseboat from the 70s? <laughs> yeah, fucking houseboats, man. Those things used to be, like, the shit back in the day. <laughs> that was like, you know, you wanted to be Don Johnson from Miami Vice. I don't need a house. I'm going to live on a boat <laughs> with my pet alligator. I'm on a boat, bitch. Uh, yeah. So we get our first big uh, what the fuck moment uh, from this movie. I mean, in the first one, it was like, you know, dude's like, I'm going to stay up late and catch my babysitter fucking. And then she sacrifices a dude while they're playing spin the bottle. Now he's the kid playing spin the bottle or some kind of kid party game. And, and they start asking dude, questions. It's two minutes in heaven. <laughs> Starts asking him questions about shit, and it's like, yeah. And like, he doesn't want to have to answer about, like, you know, his freaking babysitter with her devil book trying to kill him. He's like, what? I never told you about the devil book. Where'd you, yeah, you totally told me. No, nope, I'm pretty sure I kept that one to myself. She's like, ah, fuck. And then stabs, like, boom, boom in the neck with a freaking, like, fisherman's hook. And you're like, and like, literally, like, in the first movie, when he sees that first kill, it's like, what the fuck? And this one, it's like, what the fuck? Again? <laughs> Because I did not see that coming. They did a good job of, like, you know, the whole thing. He's making googly eyes at the girl. You're like, all right, eventually. Because you knew from the trailer that the original gang was going to return. and But, you know, you had no idea that. And you yeah, figure, but we gotta, we got to rewind again. All right. Because you skipped over the two minutes in heaven. Yeah, he, fi- he finally makes out with a uh, neighbor chick. You know, because they get the, they get chosen for the two minutes in heaven which you know you get locked i think in the it was closet. a complete uh setup though yeah but uh i don't know like andy skipped over we stopped at a convenience store <laughs> and that's the whole reason we're smoking this fucking big ass cigar <laughs> yeah because they go to the convenience store on the way and they're getting slushies and whatnot and uh gonna go party and for some reason the clerk at this gas station happens to dress like a stripper for some reason and she's like, dude, you never met a gas station stripper? Not around here. I'm like, I, I must be going to the wrong station. You're I'm not like, going by the lake. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. I gotta go by the lake gas station. Yes. But she's like, cause I go directly from work to the lake. <laughs> They're like, Hey, is that all you need? Yeah. What about the condoms are over here? Uh, no, that, like that, uh, she's, it's not like that. She's just my friend. Yeah. Right. She totally wants to fuck you. You should buy the Magnum XLs. Those show you like really mean business. <laughs> okay. I forgot what the actual, what it, oh, what did she say? Something like the Cadillac of condoms or something like <laughs> something like ridiculous like that. Uh, I don't know, like uber luxurious. And like later when they're like you know running on the way, she's like, "All right, empty your pockets. What do we have that we can fight with?" Uh. I got this can of silly string and some Magnum XL condoms. <laughs> She's like, the fuck are we going to do with those? She's like, I don't know. 
Who are you planning on having sex with, Cole? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like before that, too, though, where, like, he's talking to, you know, Mel, and they're like, no, everybody at school's crazy. Yeah. And, like, it does, like, the captions, like, Prozac, Ritalin, Adderall, Molly, cocaine. Whiskey, cocaine. Whiskey. <laughs> yes. There's one guy in the back, it's like Flintstones uh, gummies. <laughs> But yeah, dude. He's like, imagine if they made like a Flintstone vitamin flavored edible. <laughs> Probably do. <laughs> I just invented that. <laughs> totally gonna market that shit now. But yeah, you. I end need up, all um, the CBD. <laughs> all of it. You end up with. Uh, yeah, he's embarrassed about his antipsychotics that his parents are making him take, and she's like, "Don't worry about it. Everybody's on some kind of shit." <laughs> But yeah, that reveal that Melanie, who thinks is his friend, that he's eventually gonna, gonna, yeah. It's always a sweet, innocent one. Winner back, you know, is like basically the new B from the first movie. And then the next what the fuck is like, you know, after that's revealed that they're, they're the blood cult now, like the next generation. And he's like, oh fuck, y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna now try to, to, to do the, uh, cause he's still innocent because nobody wants to fuck the weird kid <laughs> uh, then like yo homeboy max like pops pops up from the first movie as you said still no shirt and then you know john uh and you know bella thorne whatever the the freaking slutty cheerleader uh comes stumbling through the window and is still awkward <laughs> well dude it's hills okay have you ever tried to break through a window in hills <laughs> no like, could you imagine, like, okay, I got the window broken, I crawled, th- fuck, now there's a couch I gotta maneuver, like. Yeah, just like, everyone that's at B shows up, and they're like, hey, where's the weird Asian girl? She's like, I'm in the kitchen, I am making cookies. <laughs> well, alrighty then. <laughs> Maybe there's no cookies in hell. Yeah, it's like, why does this dude still not have a shirt? <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, speaking of the pumps, too, like, later on when they're like, chased him and she's like she's like I- i'm done i'm not i'm not doing this anymore she's like well why do you you know bring fuck me pumps to like chase people through the wood to the he's like no these aren't fuck me pumps these are fuck you pumps as like fuck y'all i'm staying here <laughs> y'all go chase the kids but i love as the kids are like trying to you know run away and escape too like well let's 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 go back as so new chick bust in <laughs> Sees girl with slit throat, and she's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. She's got a wave runner. She's a smart one. Yeah. She's like, I knew it. Weird new chick with the tattoos. You're definitely in the blood cult. And she's like, uh, I just stopped to get gas because my, my jet ski ran. I, I'm gonna leave y'all to this, this murder thing. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> and, you know, he's, you know, it gives him enough of a distraction to, to jump on the jet ski with her and take off. But then, of course, like. It's leaking fuel. Why is it leaking fuel? Because somebody just randomly had a fucking harpoon on the houseboat. I mean, didn't you see all the, like, the fishing supplies hanging on the walls? I mean, there was a grappling hook up there for some reason. Like, this was the most, like, murder... It was This was the houseboat version of a murder van. I mean, <laughs> like... But it's a lake. I can understand the harpoon if you're on the ocean. What? They got... Maybe it was Lake Loch Ness. And they were looking for Nessie. <laughs> It looked like fucking Lake Havasu or something from the party that was going on. 
<laughs> yeah, and like like they crash and stuff like that, and she's like, "What the fuck's going on?" Oh, uh, those are the, my, my friends are in a blood cult, and they're trying to sacrifice me for some satanic ritual. And she's like, "Oh, okay." It's like, what, "You you believe me?" She's like, "Yeah, I just walked in on some girl with her throat slit." I'm like, "This is probably the least fucked up shit I've." <laughs> she's like, "It's not the first time I've seen a dead guy." Calm, calm your tits, Cole. Let's <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So you did murder your parents. And, and I like when they were making out in the closet and she's like, is that something in your pants? You just happy to see me. He's like, I got silly string in my pants. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's... <laughs> that's, like, that's like, what's in your, uh, what's in your left pocket? <laughs> silly string. What's in your right pocket? Uh, embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cole, you sweetheart. <laughs> But at first she ditches him and finds, like, homeboy playing Deliverance. Like, uh, can I get a ride? Yeah, sure, as soon as my wife gets back. <laughs> like, yeah, come on, sit, sit down next to me at the fire. <laughs> so when's your wife going back? She's like, I don't know, she left me like ten years ago. <laughs> uh, but then Cole comes up and, like, yeah, saves her with uh, the old let me tie your shoestrings together trick. And then, you know, be a third wheel and talk awkwardly does, about s'mores. Does, does that work? <laughs> I, I never had my two strings tied together, so I don't I don't know if that really works. I've never seen anyone stealthy enough to like pull that off. I mean it works if like your friend's passed out drunk and you do it while he's unconscious. But the being able to sneak up and tie somebody's shoes together like while they don't notice, that just seems you gotta be real like, you know, oblivious to things around you. <laughs> I feel like I would feel that. What unless you? your unless your shoestrings are already untied. Have you checked your shoes? Oh shit, they're tied together. When did that happen? <laughs> I'm like a fucking ninja, bro. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we get our first uh, attempt at uh, killing them. When, if you remember the first movie, uh, Sonya uh, got killed by the bottle rocket and bug spray, which was called the Fat Dragon. And she rolls, they're trying to like get away in a car and she rolls up with a freaking flamethrower for something. Like you thought the, uh, the spear gun was, uh, was random. She shows up with a flamethrower. She's like, here's my fat dragon. <laughs> and then and just, I mean, a couple of final destination moments. Yeah. Like runs her over like three times. And finally she gets decapitated by a flying surfboard, <laughs> which uh, like the, the, the Probably the the best thing of both of these movies is just the ridiculous, bloody, over the top like death scenes. I'm I'm sure Tarantino had a hand in that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, very grindhousey. Yeah. In a way. And I like how the the new generation of the cult and the old generation of the cult are like fighting over. He's like, you fucking grandpas. Like you, know, you know, it's 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 all right. They can't they can't move very far because they're old. It take and they're like he's like fuck you. Let's split up. Like you kids go find them. We'll go over this way. See who catches them first. <laughs> and I like how they, you know, in the first one, yeah, they said that yeah that we if we complete this thing, we get whatever, whatever our heart desires, whatever our our grand wish is, and yeah. You know, how they return, supposedly, yeah, uh, devil gave him another shot. Like we've been in purgatory for the last two years and we have until sunup to complete the ritual or we all go back to 
to purgatory, hell, whatever. The reason why they they have been able to return. <laughs> I, I like, you know, f- Max from the first one was the one that was like, you know, I'm gonna kill you, kid, but I'm gonna try to like like you need to go beat up your bully. Like you know, he, he tries to be like a Almost role like model, a big in brother. It. Yeah, like. and he has he's like he's like I know this is weird, but I've kind of missed you, man. <laughs> and when he's like trying to kill uh, Phoebe, you know, in the first one, the big joke was like, hey, if you're getting if you're getting uh, chased by a bully, just fall down and then kick him in the dick. And he's like, dude, you totally missed. My- I got a big dick, and you missed my dick. And like this one, he like, yeah, you know, he's about to like axe a uh, new girl, and he runs up, and kicks him square in the balls. Like, oh, cool, you finally found my dick. Good job, buddy. <laughs> As he's like falling over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that whole like Fight scene, scene where they, you know, they hijack the boat named Jenny, which has a keypad, keypad start. start, like. And of all things, it's eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, Max those totally gives it away. Like, like, yeah, it's like this one thing. I, the one of the complaints I saw online was like these kids know all these eighties references that they probably wouldn't know. They're like trying all these numbers, and Max was, like, oh shit, this boat's named Jenny. I guess this guy was a huge, uh, yeah, whoever Tommy Two Tones, Tommy Two Tones fan. And they're like, wait a minute, eight thousand. Yeah, and like, they freaking like you type it in, and that's what starts the. The the boat, <laughs> but the fight before that when uh I love it when it's like Jenny I love Forrest Gump it's such a great <laughs> movie <laughs> but when the cheerleader uh ends up you know seeing him and goes after him with a freaking desert eagle <laughs> and he's just like blowing up rabbits and deer and like oh shit you shot killed Bambi and she's like fuck watch this movie the parents always die. She takes a shot at him and gets ricocheted and gets shot in the tit again. Like she did in the first movie. She's like, oh, fuck. Been shot in the tit. Again. What the fuck? <laughs> and then they, like, they fall down a crevice and she, like, try- gets her head stuck. So they just jump on her and yank her till her, like, head pops off. And then a giant boulder falls on her, like, severed body. It's like, this is the most, like, wily e. Coyote freaking death. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? I was like, you know... It's definitely like Acme had a hand in it. Yeah, it's like these movies have never taken themselves seriously, but this one got almost like ridiculous at times. <laughs> but that led up when when Max shows up with the axe and starts fighting him. He has to fight Max off with her like severed leg. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of ridiculous, but but. Like like I I started to say about them not uh, kind of ever showing like in the first movie what their wishes were and this one shows because the whole crew shows back up except for B so far but then they get these little like as you see each of the the returned people there's like a flashback and the and the flashbacks look like grainy eighties videos. Where they they show B like recruiting each of them like what they're like you know <laughs> what do you want to be I want to be a newscaster <laughs> come with me you know and then Max is just psycho she's like he's like getting like yelled at at a you know working a restaurant with no shirt on still she's like he's man I just want to fucking kill people she's like hey you want to kill people come join my cult <laughs> well I mean I feel like the restaurant industry is usually pretty big on you know no shirt no shoes no service 
that's for the customers. That has nothing to do with the employees. <laughs> oh, is that why those strip club buffets were always so popular? <laughs> Are I those? Was, uh... I was wondering how they were doing those so cheap. <laughs> Dang, COVID sucks. Can't go to a strip club buffet. Or the naked sushi things where you eat sushi off a naked person. I've always seen that in movies. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. I'm pretty sure that's a real thing, and I'm pretty sure that's very expensive. Like, I am I can remember watching a documentary on sushi one time. I know. It's stupid, right? <laughs> 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 that might have been my tease into it. I'm not sure. But I was like, ah, fuck it. You know? Sushi, it's like, yeah. I'm going to watch some shit about some sushi. And, uh, yeah, like, they were talking about, like, how the person, like, has to lay for so many hours, like, they have to be prepped and sanitized and completely <laughs> shaven, and, and, you know, like, there's a lot that goes into it, so it is not cheap. Wow. Yeah. I'll be like, ooh, ooh, piece of tuna. Oh, that's a nipple, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and as they take off on the boat... Like, I don't know, do they wear pasties or something? Like I don't know. Never gone that far into it. <laughs> You're the one that watched the documentary, you tell me. <laughs> I don't remember! <laughs> and I don't know that I want to watch it again. <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, like, you know... <laughs> in the first movie... I found the clitoris! <laughs> John died first, because that's the stereotype. again. That's the stereotype in all... Do we have uh, any silly string? <laughs> in all uh, horror movies is the black guy dies first but in this one he didn't die first <laughs> Friggin- well dude given the era of you know social politics and whatnot, like I think it was only fitting yeah just like the joke too he was like pretty much like the last of the crew that died and like you know when uh the freaking Max decided to jump on the inner tube and follow them on the boat like you know death surf and he's like nah you go first man I, I died first last time <laughs> And then after he's like, he's like, hell yeah, I, you know this is a a, a post Jordan Peele horror movie era. The black guy did not die first. <laughs> I raised my fist. <laughs> but then you had the, uh, you know, she's like, hey, I know this. There's a cabin at the end of the lake. We can go hide there till morning. And he's like. Yeah, it's great. No one's ever been murdered in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> but they're at the lake. It's all beaches. I don't even... I never recall there being woods. No, it was kind of like a deserty. uh But wasn't it like... Type environment. I don't know. Definitely gave me the Evil Dead vibe when they walked in, though. I was like, oh yeah, there's antlers. There's but... deer. I mean, because <laughs> apparently it was a hunting cabin. I'm like... What are they hunting? There's nothing out there. I mean, I don't know. They had all kinds of deer and shit. I yeah, mean, there's no like no woods or anything. It's wide open spaces. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, they're, maybe they're fucking beach deer. <laughs> they're they're uh, whatever spear fishing, <laughs> or I've seen those people bow fishing. They're using a bow and arrow to shoot in the water. <laughs> but but yeah, that kind of backtracked to the uh, why she was even heading to the cabin to begin with. Is she found this bunny in her locker with a key and a fortune cookie that said, Tonight it all ends. And apparently, we find out that she finally tells like her story about how she had this bunny that she lost when she was a kid. That she was accepted with it. And uh, she got her babysitter to drive her back to the 
the, their cabin to get her bunny she left there. And turns out they end up having a car accident with her parents that were returning from pick, going up there and picking up her bunny. And they both end up in the lake and everyone died except for her. And it was such a sad occasion. We were distraught. <laughs> I do like when they're in the boat. And she's like, well, how, how much longer do we have to go? And he just looks up at the stars. She's like, ah, about another three hours. And she's like, how do you know that? She's like, well, you're going to laugh, laugh at me, but like, I've always wanted to just kind of be like an adventurer and like get lost and, you know, survive just by following the stars and my own, like, you know, fucking gumption. And she's like, kind of like we're doing tonight. And she's like, oh shit, I, I am doing the thing I always want to do. Well, what'd you always want to do as a kid? Stupid, but. I wanted to be Alice in Wonderland, you know, and like go on adventures and meet strange, weird people. She's like, he's like, kind of like we're doing tonight. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess we're both doing the thing we've always wanted to do. If it wasn't for these you know, murdering teenagers chasing us, this would and be pretty I awesome. I got away with it, too, if it wasn't <laughs> for you murdering teens. <laughs> yeah. So they get to the cabin. He's like, I'm, we're going to hide in the, there's like this cool, like, rocked basement that she had turned into, like, a she shed. She's like, this is my rabbit hole. <laughs> And then she shows him the rabbit hole. <laughs> Which, that whole sequence, like, they're like, you know... Like, you don't know that that actually is what happened. Not yet. <laughs> but, if you, you know... And you know, nothing nothing wants to get you in the mood, like, uh... Like, finding a copy of... Well, I of, mean, if... Uh, dude, if, if nothing else, like... There would be no greater time to use the line, but I don't want to die a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're starting to get a little close, and and shit starts getting awkward, and then he finds uh, what the fuck is that uh, Kimosabi uh, rap song from the eighties? Nothing gets you in the mood like <laughs> like bad eighties, like old eighties rap songs, and then you get this the weirdest. I mean. <clears throat> Instead of having, like, an actual sex scene, like, there's this whole, like, weird 80s disco or 70s disco dance number with all the killers, like, you know, also dancing in the background. And then all these metaphors of, like, a train going into a tunnel and a hot dog going into a bun and flowers opening and (laughs) a cannon going off at the end. (laughs) Yeah. That's like everybody's first time. It was a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at this point you've you know you're down to uh Melanie and John, the the, the last two. She's like, Alright, let's get smart about this. It's like let's call his parents and like use his his yeah, dad. Yeah, because I mean that was the thing, is like you guys got you know your ass is handed to you by a little kid. And it's like <laughs> Fuck! Now he's older and wiser. Like I'm gonna have to kill him like a man now. <laughs> so they call their dads, who are stoned off their ass, and they're like, like the mom calls while they're on the way, and he's like, oh, I'm so. And they're like just fucking singing along because they've been smoking weed and doing Xbox all day, and he's like, No, no, we we found them. They're fine. They're at the lake. We're gonna go get them. Have you been doing the marijuana? No, we're we're fine, honey. Uh, we're we're gonna go pick them up. That's not what I said. He's like, did you say you're on marijuana? Motherfucker, are you all high? And he's like, oh, oh we're going into a tunnel. He's like, don't worry, dude, I cut it off. Motherfuckers, I'm still here. Fuck. <laughs> dude, I totally hung up on her this time. <laughs> we gotta call her back. No. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so they're like, oh, yeah, he's... Did you take marijuana? <laughs> like, I mean, definitely some reefer madness going on. <laughs> yeah. Like... Uh, but she's like, oh, yeah, your son's having another episode. He's up in the cabin freaking out. I better stay out here, because... He thinks yeah. I'm evil. Yeah, y'all go get him. So they go up there, you know, and they're like, hey, come on out, son. And she's like, well, uh, this was a hunting cab. My dad kept all his hunting st- gear down here. And he's like, but I don't know the code. And he's like, wait a minute, this weird freaking uh fortune cookie that has guided me so far has numbers on it let me try it and like when they're like oh it's his hunting gear i'm like oh shit he's homeboy's gonna come out of the basement with a shotgun he's got a fucking crossbow <laughs> he goes like full uh <laughs> uh uh fucking what's his name from the walking dead oh yeah daryl yeah he goes full daryl they've painted like indian war paint and shit and i'm like hell all right they were getting laid listening to uh kimo sabi <laughs> I mean, it's only fitting at this point. Although, I don't understand why you would go with forest camo versus, like, just just tan. Just <laughs> blend in with the sand. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit of greenery, but... Yeah, and so, yeah, he pops up and tries to shoot John and misses. And, like, just kind of enforcing that his dad thinks he's crazy. <laughs> but then John ends up... Probably one of the best death scenes in this movie. He, like, grabs a freaking Excalibur sword off the mantle and then accidentally cuts a rope and drops a freaking deer antler chandelier on himself and kills himself. I feel like we've seen that in a movie before. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and his dad, like, tranks him. He's like, nope, you're crazy. I'm taking you home, son. And his new girlfriend captures, gets captured by his old girlfriend. She's like... He, he's gone away. There's no way you're going to be able to use me as bait. Which, the fight scene between the two girls, where it went full, like, Mortal Kombat with, like, the health meter and the yes. fight. <laughs> this movie had so much, like, just trippy shit that, like, the last one, like, just did not have that is, like, man, I, mean, like, I was, think I'm stoned now. <laughs> I mean, it was almost uh, video game-like. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely video game-like. <laughs> it's like... He's like, how do you know he's going to return for me? He's like, he's a big fan of the Terminator movies. He'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the T-8000. T-1-8000. Uh, and sure enough, he wakes, wakes up and steals his dad his dad's car and comes back to save her. And what are the odds? Yeah. Like, I mean, how does that work? Like, okay, there's a electrical outlet here. Like, it's not an instant charge, is it? Like, I feel like you'd have to be there for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty quick quick charge up there, you know. But then again, he may not have gone that far <laughs> to return back. And you can really sneak up on somebody in one of those electric cars. There's no engine sound. You can just kind of... Yeah, it's like an oversized golf cart. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, she set up like a full, like, sacrifice pit area with like a freaking wicker throne and everything else. I mean, dude, it's Pirate's Cove. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, everyone that he's he's killed has now come back to life. And uh, he's like, all right, fine. You just let her go. I'll let you have my blood. Like, this is what y'all wanted through this whole thing. Just fucking come tap the keg. Just don't hurt her. And, of course, B, he's like, well, I got to wait on one. And then finally B comes up out of the, the ocean or the lake. And, you know. So does that mean B is a siren? <laughs> Maybe. And the new girl is like, B? And he's like, how do you know her? She was my babysitter too. She was driving the car when like we ran into our parents and and I thought she was dead. 
and you know, of course they tap the keg, mix the blood, and now that all everyone's gonna drink it and get what they want. So they all start drinking it, and then they're like, "Wait a minute, we don't feel any different." In fact, I'm starting to burn a little. And then B's like, looks at him. He's like, "Oh shit, you want to tell him what?" And he's like, "He's not so innocent anymore." And Max is like, "Oh shit, Cole, you got laid, buddy. I'm not even mad. Like I'm kind of proud of you." <laughs> and then even he's like, "Shit, Big Carl was right. Getting laid did solve all my problems." <laughs> I mean, it was such a great full circle moment. <laughs> yeah. So then everyone explodes, uh, except for uh, B, because she hadn't, you know, drank anything. But then you get even, you know, you get that flashback of, uh, of even, uh, turns out Melanie's wish that got her into the blood cult was she wanted to be a social media influencer. <laughs> B's like, million followers are great. How'd you like to have a billion? <laughs> I'm like, yep, of course, the new generation... That's going to be the thing that uh, that uh, she wants to have is like she wants to be a fucking YouTube famous or whatever. But then the slut makes is the one with the OnlyFans page. <laughs> Who? Yeah, her uh, her flashback of what she wanted, like where she's like, fucking wants to be a, a legit newscaster, but she's dumb as shit. She's like, yeah, I want to be real respected, like Geraldo. But also, people want to fuck me? <laughs> They're like, yeah, this interview's over. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can have it both ways, but I don't know. But then you get our second what-the-fuck moment. The big reveal. B's not the bad guy. Like, you know, the whole time you've seen her, like, recruiting all these people to the blood cult. Like, she was the, the, the leader... And then you find out that Phoebe was actually dying in that first car wreck, and her original wish that got her into the cult was, I'll give you my soul and be your recruiting girl if you let her live. And so she actually sold her soul to save her. And then when the first movie, when Cole t- you know, kills her in defense and tells her that she loves him, she's like, you, you changed me that night. You reminded me of who I was before... You know, I became a recruiter for the devil, and so I set the bunny in the locker. I drained the gas in the uh, her gas tank so she would show up and uh, and save you, and and you know, sent you on this path that you know y'all would. I figure y'all would probably hook up, and, <laughs> and he's like, we 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 knew you had the Magnum XL, so you, you were <laughs> yeah. ready, buddy. And she's like, well, how'd you know that we would like you? She's like, hey, yeah, take some time, but when the right, I already told you when the right girl comes along. She's going to like your weird ass, and sure enough, uh, she was the right girl. So I did all this to save the, the both of you. And then, you know, and then... Her... Yeah, but as all this shit's going on, like, Cole's dad, like, shows up randomly. It's like, B? And, holy shit, that dude just is, like, on fire, and... <laughs> and she's like, yeah, technically I'm still a demon, so there's one more thing I gotta do. Yeah, I don't get to have the happy ending because I did sell my soul. So she drinks the blood last and explodes and into like a puff of black. And finally, his dad like you know shows up just in time. And she's like, he's like, "What the fuck was that?" He's like, "You saw that? If you mean the babysitter turning into black smoke and going to hell, yeah. Oh shit, you aren't crazy." <laughs> so she sacrificed herself to like make Cole have a better life by finally proving that he wasn't crazy since everything got covered up the first time around. But. <laughs> Now, is he any better off because 
the dad's gonna be like, no, I totally saw this shit. You were high as fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, the next the next movie, the dad's like, nah, dude, I sobered up. We did not see. I was tripping balls, son. <laughs> but he's fine because that was the whole thing. Is like he needed someone to believe him. You know, everyone thought he was crazy because he wouldn't give up that this really happened. So finally, his dad's like. Oh shit, you ain't crazy. I'm going to have to tell your mom that we were wrong. So he, at the end of it, he's finally like, you know, when he's talking with the big Carl psychiatrist again, he goes, yeah, man, I made all that shit up. I was just, I was just going through some shit. And he's like, but I hooked up with this. He's like, oh, you got laid finally? He's like, what'd I tell you? You're all cool now. You, you lost the tie. You're all like, you know, little Tom Cruise looking motherfucker. I told you you just needed to get laid and everything would be okay. He's like, yeah, yeah, you, you're right, big Carl. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. <laughs> Uh, but I was like that that this realization on him was like shit big carl was right getting laid did solve all my problems <laughs> I wonder if they go on to get married and have kids and then they have to hire a babysitter for their kids and their demons <laughs> what and, if what if b comes back as a nanny and poor one yeah Got his car blown up in the first one, and then his daughter's a crazy uh, psychopath and chops his arms off and stabs him to death. It's, yeah. Not gonna be able to get high. I mean, luckily she killed him, because she chopped off both his arms, so he's not gonna be able to smoke weed and play Xbox anymore. His life is over. <laughs> Donezoed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so... I don't even know if VR can save you at that point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, so, like, the weird, like, CGI, like the 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 fight stuff and the, the weird. Uh... I mean, it definitely had wonderful artistic flair. Yeah, the weird and, Lone mean, Ranger knowing, dance sequence. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you can look at reviews or whatever, and and, and find both good and bad. Um, you know, I think for bottom line, it was fun. Yes, exactly. Like, it was great to just like. Relax. I don't really have to put a lot of thought into this. And, you know, I mean, for the folks that are like, ah, but it's got horror, you know, it does have some jump scare elements to it, you know, in, in part. So, you know, like, if you're kind of jumpy and you like that out of films, you're going to get that too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good, crazy slasher movie with a lot of just ridiculous comedy <laughs> without being... It is a horror movie that has comedy without being a straight-up comedy movie that has horror. It's not like, like I said, scary movie where it's like this is just a, a an absolute parody of the comic of the horror genre. This one's like we're making a horror movie, but we're also going to make it like funny as shit, <laughs> which I like that combo of of like you know grotesque, over-the-top death scenes and then weird, funny dick jokes, which is kind of how this podcast is: weird, funny dick jokes. Speaking of dick jokes, what are your thoughts on this? We are only halfway through of this giant Magnum XL of a cigar. I say it's very, like I said, very flavorful without being. I don't feel overpowered. Like I've smoked some 770 cigars, I, and when I, I'm I, done, I'm like, oh, my stomach hurts. I'm a little high. I gotta say, not from the strength of the cigar, but this is a smoky ass bastard. Like. Yeah, at this point, I can't see Brad across the table. <laughs> it's, it's like, like we yeah, this is a big... Uh, legitimately, uh, you know, I've got a hot box. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can't see the lights. We're just kind of like, yeah. 
<laughs> going blind at this like, point. Like, I can't really even see the computer screen because it hurts to look at stuff. <laughs> so, um, I, I will say that enjoy the cigar in a well-ventilated area. <laughs> this is a good back porch outdoor smoke because indoors, you better put your, uh, your freaking air purifier on high. I mean, or you can smoke indoors and it's like you just let off a bug fogger. <laughs> Somebody set off the the fat dragon. <laughs> uh, so do you have any, like, what's your favorite parts, particular highlights? I don't know. I mean, I, I like the kind of Home Alone-esque, you know, improvised methods of self-defense. Um, I mean, yeah, Homeboy got killed by... Dude, I think utilizing Silly String... Silly string <laughs> um, it's like, what are you trying to do? Blind me? No. Highly flammable. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to try that. I've seen pictures of it. <laughs> I've seen video of people like uh, birthday parties. Someone's like trying to blow out the candles on the cake and somebody just hoses them down with silly string and the candles ignite the silly string and now there's like a firebomb. <laughs> so I've not tested it, but yeah, it's possible. <laughs> but the thing about videos is they can be highly edited. All right. Let's go, let's go to the stores, get some sh- silly string. and uh... The next time Amanda's on one of her <laughs> Halloween, you know expeditions at a dollar store i demand a can of silly sh- string <laughs> nothing else let's shoot it <laughs> that might be interesting <laughs> especially get some uh, get some tracer rounds shoot it with <laughs> I might... get some dragon's breath Ooh, dragon's breath and silly string that might be a <laughs> interesting combination I, guess... I, I don't know it's really hard to find ammo right now i <laughs> probably can't find dragon's breath uh, yeah, friggin' uh, <laughs> Bella Thorne, uh, her death scene of getting her head popped off was <laughs> was pretty good. I mean, it was it was just the most ridiculous thing. Like she's like falls, like gets stuck, like and they're like, all right, let's just jump. Well, up I mean, she is a little top heavy. Yeah. So I mean, you know. And they even try like almost the same thing that you know when the you know first movie he's like he's like hey you wanted to be a reporter. Let's just, uh, like, you know, pretend that we, we blame everybody else. You can be the hero. And then she's like, hey, this is, you're missing out on a journalistic opportunity. Yeah, it's like, just imagine the headlines. You know, journalist saves two two kids from, from maniac blood cult. It's like, yeah, we could totally just forget all this happened. And they're like, yeah. He's like, motherfucker, I tried that line on you last time. <laughs> and shit ain't gonna work. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. But I mean, that's that's the other thing is I mean it was just a great continuation because it's not like the events of the first film were forgotten and it, everything to that extent, like you know, just brought it up to a little bit more of uh, you know modern social media culture. <laughs> just you know, yeah, have some uh, some you know just suspension of disbelief because. Yeah, they say it's two years, and everyone looks like they've aged ten. <laughs> just yeah, just ignore that and, and have a good time. Because yeah, this is just one. I of mean, those, but like, how many just... people can say, "Hey, my uh, my foray into uh, the world of porn was a little film called Babysitter." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Yes, <laughs> and also totally forgot we you know we talked about Bill and Ted last week. Yeah, Killer B. Was uh <laughs> one of uh was it Bill's daughter? <laughs> it was like like I totally forgot that was the same chick. 
Because like, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you actually look at, you know, the shit that these people have played in, they've been in a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, Robbie Mills been in a bunch of stuff. I mean, he was in that. Uh, oh, was it that? Uh, um, was it Code Nine or whatever movie with, about the kind of the mutants, uh, Robin shit? Yeah. I mean, he was on Arrow and all kind of shit. You know, like I said, it, you know, most of these people have been in a. You know, it wasn't a. For a Netflix original horror movie, like the there's a lot of known people in the in these casts, so it's you know, like I said the Netflix continues to make legit movies. I think it's the first thing other than like a TV series that they've made like a sequel to one of their original movies that well, I I mean there's I'm probably a lot of shit on pause. <laughs> yeah. Uh I but... need fire again. <laughs> With that, we'll be right back. She keeps them always shunned on In a pretty cabinet With a new case, she says Just like Marie Antoinette A building a remedy For Chris job and Kennedy At a time of limitation You can't take Caviar and cigarettes Well-busted etiquette Extraordinarily nice She's a killer Welcome back. It's time to learn some shit, or at least pretend we are, because I'm just talking shit. Speaking of talking shit, you've heard of the Nobel Prize. Have you heard of the IG Nobel Prize? No. Apparently this is kind of a, kind of the joke prize of the scientific world. Kind of like, uh, you know, your, your, uh, whatever... I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the the Rotten Tomatoes version of the Oscars for like the worst uh, <laughs> worst movies of the year. Um, this is oh, I thought it was gonna be like Darwin Awards. <laughs> <laughs> These are for you know. Originally, it was kind of developed as a, an award for scientific research that you're like, why the fuck would anyone do that? And we probably shouldn't do that again. But it's kind of evolved into stuff that on its surface looks weird and why would anyone do this? But, you know, actually, uh, might have some odd scientific, uh, <laughs> fact. One of them, uh, and, uh, and also for some reason, Australian researchers have, have won a lot of these awards. So apparently Australian scientists are weird. So the co-winner of this year's IJ Nobel prize for physics, Dr. Ivan, Maximoff got earthworms drunk. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, it's it's actually a kind of a spinoff of a genuine brain research study where they want to see if kind of sound waves can and sound waves and electrical impulses carry information within the brain. So instead of actually testing on real brains, they they wanted to start with seeing if they could stimulate. Uh, brain activity in simpler organisms. In this case, they anesthetized uh, earthworms using vodka and then put them on subwoofers and ran, you know, sound waves through them to see if it changed the way their simple brains are, you know, how they, their 
internal vibrations. <laughs> uh, another uh, prize that uh, for uh, on, uh, one of those um, weird things, uh, scientists uh, tested an, an old, I guess, uh, it was a kind of, I guess, an urban legend that you could kill someone with a knife made out of frozen poop. So, you know, the prize for material science <laughs> went to researchers that made a knife out of frozen poop and tried to cut meat with it. Uh, apparently it is a shitty way to make a knife and they discovered that you shouldn't use frozen poop as a weapon if you, you know, had to survive somewhere. Whatever, that's chaos damage, bro. <laughs> Look, if... I mean, you know, if it's frozen hard enough... Like, I'm thinking, like, icicle. Like, you could just make a legit shank. If you shake somebody with that and then let it thaw... Like, I mean, just imagine the infections and stuff you could be releasing. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like, it's, it's like giving po poison damage. <laughs> Another uh, another prize was given out to uh, the the prize uh, for entomology. Uh, they discovered that many people who study bugs are actually afraid of spiders. Apparently, six six legs are cool. Eight legs freaks people out. I don't know. See, like I, you know, when I took entomology and stuff, I mean, I really, I don't know, insects, spiders, they, none of it really bothers me. <laughs> And a, another study, uh, you know, studying the mating calls of, of alligators, uh, to try to figure out if making alligators breathe helium, like, fucked up their, <laughs> their communications. So, yeah, it's all these just kind of things you're like, okay, cool, why the fuck would you do that? And speaking of weird science that why the fuck you would do that, uh, and this was not a competitor in the IG awards, but st people are studying. D does tickling rats make them feel better? Apparently we, uh, the fact that rats are ticula tick ticklish, uh, is already a known scientific fact. Uh, you know, it was kind of a, a side thing uh, from research that wanted to establish why we laugh when tickled, even though like for some people, it, you know, you do not enjoy it. Well, you know, they went this further study, uh, wanted to try to figure out if rats, like humans, some enjoyed being tickled and some do not. And they kind of, you know, actually, uh, you know, they, they said it was kind of uh, a way to kind of check the well-being of rats uh, that are being used for experiments. So if, you know... You want to check, make sure your rat's cool. You give him a little tickle, and if he actually giggles, uh, which apparently rats do giggle when tickled, all right, they're cool. If they, if they, uh, you know, if there's not a reaction, that rat, they might I'm be something really wrong with their I'm really disappointed if there's rat. not an audio clip of a giggling rat. <laughs> Definitely should Google it. Uh, but yeah, they said that, you know, the rats that enjoyed being tickled would, you know, release a 50k hertz, uh, you know, indicate, you know, squeal that uh, they anticipated is like, yeah, this rat actually enjoys what's happening to him. <laughs> or maybe so, that's the rat version of, fuck you! <laughs> yeah. Because, you know... Uh, so, yeah, if you have when a rat... When you fall asleep, I will eat you. <laughs> so, if you happen to have a rat, 
Just give him a little tickle. See what happens. All right. Well, <laughs> next time I decide I want pet rats again, then, you know, I'll be sure to tickle them beforehand. Ah, <laughs> oh, you dirty rat tickler. Well, uh, you know, we've talked about previously about some of these computer brain interfaces that they are trying to develop to help people that have like certain disabilities, like the un- inability to communicate or even, you know, people who are paralyzed where they've been able to operate a computer or move a mouse via thoughts. Well, a new study is developing an AI program, uh, at the University of Helsinki, basically they've built a computer brain interface that is able to, using AI, create images. So people can think of things and the computer can actually tell what they're thinking of and recreate images from these people's thoughts. That's rather interesting. Yeah, it's... They say you know um, they're trying to develop it, but they can flawlessly interpret and broadcast a person's thoughts, you know, but restore the ability to communicate in cases where people are you know you know unable to communicate in any other ways. The team recruited 31 participants who were shown a succession of images of human faces while having their you know brain activity recorded, and then they were asked to focus on particular traits such as smiling faces, elderly faces, while being you know, checked with an EK, EEG uh, electrocephalogram, uh, and that was then fed into the neural network. The computer was able to recognize certain activity patterns that occurred when people thought of certain images and recreate uh, the Im- images that those people were trying to create by what they were thinking. So, I mean, so now you can be able to uh, think emojis and <laughs> send people without having to actually. Uh, you know, actually type that stuff. It had an excess rate of 83%. Uh, full write-up of the experiment has been pu- published in the journal Scientific Report. Huh. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I said uh, one of the kind of the side studies, if you, uh, so the technology could one day be used to help people's creative juices. Like I so said, basically, if you want to draw or illustrate something, but you're unable to do so, the computer can kind of help you achieve that goal. Like I said, if you're bad at art like me, and kind of if you can just think like this is the image I want to create and and it doesn't rely on your actual physical skills of you know, of being able to draw because I I suck at that <laughs> kind of a new way to create art just by Yeah, when I draw I just tell people it's thinking. abstract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real freaking abstract. <laughs> Yeah, so it's still in the early to stage, uh, early stages, and it's kind of, you know, does you know, it's like I said it basically you know, can can determine stuff like you know color and smiling and stuff. So you're not you're not gonna be creating uh, you know masterpieces yet, but one day that could be a, a another thing that's capable of this. Uh, you know, or like I said, just straight up texting with your brain, you know, or Skynet, whatever. Yeah, Skynet at this point. <laughs> Everything comes back to Skynet. Speaking of Skynet and the Terminator, a new study has, uh, well, mathematicians uh, have determined that time travel may actually be uh, at least mathematically possible. Oh, boy. I... Well, they've they've not figured out a way to actually make it, uh, po- you know, do it. 
basically the the long running theory uh you know part of uh you know Einstein's theory of general relativity and whatnot is that they they called it the the grandfather paradox where time travel can't be possible because if you went back in time and did something that then stopped you from being born therefore you never would have traveled you wouldn't be alive to time travel so it's one that's like it's like time travel can't be possible because if you fuck up the future then you probably would not have traveled to the past so that's kind of always been the the center of the theory of why we can't uh yeah, time travel. And Einstein's theory generally predicted the existence of time loops or time travel where event can be both in the past and the future, theoretically turning the study of dynamics on its head. University of Queensland's uh, researchers uh, published statement. Basically, their new theory is that the grandfather paradox actually doesn't exist, that if you went back and changed something, kind of like, uh, you know, Dr. Malcolm from Jurassic Park, you know, nature finds a way, that even if you did change something that would affect the future, it, you know, time is not a linear concept and basically you, the, the world would just readjust. So, you know, almost like the, the Avengers uh, endgame theory that, you know, whatever we do in the past will not affect the future. It just gives us a different future. You know, we, you know, kind of like the, I guess, the multiverse theory. But So, like, you couldn't go back, you know, prior to when you existed. You know, or anything to that extent, like, you know. Or if you didn't, like I said, it would it basically, you know, there's no logical requirement for time travelers to prevent be prevented from making non-trivial changes. That basically, say, like, say you traveled in time to attempt to stop COVID uh, patients here from becoming exposed. Well, then maybe even if you stop them. Somebody else would. Well, like I said, if you stop them, it never happened. Therefore, you never had a reason to go back in time. Well, theoretically... In the act of stopping it, you yourself got infected and become patient zero. And their, you know, their theory is that even if you try to change something, the time will kind of adjust for whatever influences you've you've placed on it, and they're never, they, you know, the things will still continue to happen. Because if you're in the past, that means you've not done anything that will prevent you from returning to the past. Hmm. Interesting. So, you know, in their theories, there's no way for you to make like huge changes. Yeah, there's the, the, like if you were able to time travel, you, you couldn't like you were always going to be able to time travel. There's you know, whatever you because if you like I said prevented something, then you would have no reason to return you know to time travel because if you're like, hey, I'm going to stop this car accident from happening. Well, if you actually succeeded in doing that you would have no reason to time travel. So you being in the past means you're not going to be able to change it because the motivation for you to travel to the past is still has to exist for you to be there. So they're like, Hey, guess what? You can time travel all you want. You're not going to fuck up shit or not fuck it up enough. You may make small changes, but nothing that would prevent you from actually time. What if the person's name is Barry? Well, then Barry's going to fuck it up and we're going to have a Flashpoint situation. You know, if you're the Flash, then yeah, you could still fuck up shit. Butterfly effects and whatnot. <laughs> Damn. Mind That's blown. all I got for you. It's, you know, I'm going to travel back in time and stop me from you know, making this dumb story. <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't. 
Because if I do it, then I wouldn't have to time travel. Yeah, you wouldn't have the motivation to stop it. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is Carrie the Metal Geek, and I would like to invite you to hang out with myself and my fellow Metal Geeks as we have all kinds of discussions about heavy metal, films and TV shows, video games, theme parks, comic books, and whatever else is tickling our geeks. Please visit our website at metalgeekspodcast.com and follow us on all the social medias, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Metal Geeks. We are also proud members of ESO Network, so you can check everything out at esonetwork.com. Keep it metal, keep it geeky, stay safe, and see you on the next episode. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News! Yeah, news! Alright, this week we're going to continue on with our spooky theme, I guess. I don't know. We're going to talk about Netflix, because Netflix seems to be the only one coming out with new shit. Well, them and Disney Plus, to no surprise. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, theaters are reopened, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of new shit coming out. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think with the overhead and... All the big budgets for what you would consider blockbuster-type movies, like, I mean, I, I think I understand the delays. Um, but, with no further ado, you familiar with the Resident Evil franchise? I believe I am. Yeah, well, apparently... Kill some zombies, hang out with Alice, yeah, all those things. Yeah, you know, kicking it with my, our, our homeboy Leon, um... Well, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness trailer has debuted, which will be featured on Netflix. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, looks like it's rather interesting. I mean, you know, definitely CGI. Um, you know, a bit of a teaser, so we don't have a whole lot going away. Um, but I mean, Looks like uh, Claire Redfield. Um, I mean, is it going to be like the anime style, like they've been doing with like um, freaking Castlevania and no? Some of the other this things? is uh, this actually looks a lot more digitized and you know not Japanese animation. This looks more traditional American CGI. Just love death robots, you know, set in. <laughs> you know, the Resident Evil universe. I don't Sweet. know, it's it's kind of crazy. You watch this and you're like, holy shit, the progression of CGI. <laughs> like, I mean, they've also like... got their live-action series that's be coming out at some point, or you know, if they ever start filming it. So, yeah. It's just like Netflix is all in on the Resident Evil business. Yeah. Um, you know, this being a teaser, like, really not a whole lot of official information. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Looks looks pretty interesting, though. If you're a fan <laughs> of Resident Evil, be sure to check the website. Click on the link. You'll know where to find it. Time to kill some zombies again. Maybe. Fucking Umbrella Corporation. I mean, I feel like we're living in an Umbrella Corporation world right now. Yeah, sort of, kind of. I don't know, Contagion may not be all that far from... <laughs> yeah. From reality at this point, I don't know. Um, you had mentioned you watched... Uh, House on Horror Hill. Yeah, I believe that was the one with uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, well, um, something along those lines. Uh, 
has been debuted. It is The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, once again, this will be uh, coming out on Netflix. Yeah, because I was kind of worried with the the COVID delays and productions that we weren't going to get any good new oh, horror we'll movies. Oh, uh, Hill House. My bad, not Horror House. Yeah, we weren't going to get any you know, new horror for the uh, the October months, but looks like it's still a thing. And yeah, even haunted houses are reopening, even social distancing. So check their website. And a lot of I've seen a lot of places having to buy your tickets online and show up at a set time instead of just showing up and getting in line, but. Halloween is still happening. Haunted houses are still happening in, in one way or another. So get out there and get your spook on. Yeah. So this series here looks kind of interesting. Basically, if you were born here, you will die here. Um, uh, looks like it's based on an 1898 novel by Henry James called The Turn of the Screw. Hmm. So, Somebody's getting screwed? I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, looks... Looks to be like the manor is just uh, waiting to, um, you know, take the lives of those. So, yes. <laughs> um, Alright. Hard to talk about nerd news. And the fascination with the little, you know, baby Yoda. My Who knew that homie. would captivate, you know, people across <laughs> all audiences that, you know, didn't even have a inclination to get into star wars now they become obsessed with the fandom just as much as uh, <laughs> the rest of us uh but we've got our first trailer for the mandalorian season two this is the way yeah which is coming out in uh, october so we're almost there yeah the freaking man new mandalorian trailer looks bad especially the the scene that i'd laugh so hard they get ambushed and you see, like, the little Whistler tiny missiles light up on his gauntlet. And Baby Yoda just looks over and he's like, oh shit. Hits the button and closes his little shield. He's like, I mean, if oh, fuck this. Nothing else. <laughs> Always need a blast shield handy. <laughs> yeah. Just the look on his face. He's like, oh fuck, I know what comes next. Click. It's <laughs> about to get real. <laughs> and then you hear just sounds of violence. I'm like, yes. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh, um, the, the Bly Manor trailer, if nothing else... People should watch it just for the rendition of Motley Crue's um, "Home Sweet Home." Yeah, that was so we were hearing. It's like kind of this, this like this slow down piano thing. We're like, "What is this song?" I'm like, "Fuck, fuck we know this song." And finally, like, "Oh yeah, I'm coming <laughs> home, sweet home." I'm like, "Oh shit!" That's like a creepy ass version of that song. <laughs> yes. So, um, October thirtieth, just in time for Halloween. Woohoo! Uh, I. It's just such a tease. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> oh God! It's happened. <laughs> Speaking of happening, Samuel L. Jackson is uh, going to reprise his role as Nick Fury in a uh, new Marvel series for Disney Plus. Motherfucker! <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what we, we need. Is can more we not just get you know fucking Samuel L. Jackson? You know the Nick Fury character to give us one motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, they have to, I mean, you can, uh, PG-13, which some of these Marvel movies have been, you're allowed one cuss word without getting an R rating. I mean, you just need that one motherfucker at some point. You know, the big bad shows up and Sam is like, just, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Just one. That's all we need, man. Just, like, it's... <laughs> that's... Avengers, assemble, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, do we even know if we'll have Avengers? Because, I mean, I, there's literally no details about, you know... Yeah, everything Phase 3 is keep... Or Phase 4, whatever the hell we're in now, keeps getting pushed back. I mean, so far the only thing we know of is Black Widow that we've had a trailer for, but it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. I mean, the only new Marvel we're getting is we're finally getting the first of the Marvel Disney Plus series. We got a trailer for WandaVision that looks weird as shit. Cause it's Dude, like, do you realize how much that trailer exploded, though? Yeah. Like, it got, like, something like 53 million views in, like, 24 hours or something. Like, just... But it's like, they're... Can't tell you what the story is from this trailer, but the, Wanda and it's like a looks like a weird '80s sitcom where Wanda and Vision are existing in different TV universes. Like at one point, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's the Brady Bunch house," and I'm pretty sure that's like married with children. <laughs> but then you also get to see them in like their original comic book uh, uniforms and stuff at times. Where like, I don't know what the hell this this show is gonna be, but it looks weird as shit, and I'm I'm interested when it finally <laughs> finally decides to pop off. Yeah, most definitely. So, I, I don't know. I mean, nothing else. Always good for, you know, a, a little bit of mind trickery. There we go. We didn't cross the threshold to be rated R. Oh, no, I, I said fuck a lot a while ago. Oh, boy. <laughs> ah, there's no coming away from that explicit label. <laughs> um, You ever played the video game franchise? Any of the Crash Bandicoot games? Briefly, because that was always a a Sega game, wasn't it? That was like a. I mean, more PlayStation, you know, oh, yeah. is what I really remember playing it on. You know, yeah, like it, it was kind of like you know their their Mario Brothers. It was like their platformer, you know, side scrolling type game. But yeah, I, I played it briefly, but it was never one that I actually like owned. But I, I've seen enough uh, Bandicoot, whatever a Bandicoot actually is. <laughs> Well, apparently it likes to crash into things, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I always enjoyed those games. Because... Yeah, that's what it was. Crash Bandicoot was like Sony's answer to uh, Sonic. Yes. It was kind of the, the Sonic alternative. Um. Well, let me tell you, the PS4 and Xbox One trailer that we got, holy crap. Like, <laughs> I mean, just things look so polished and, you know, clean, and it's just like, I go back and, you know, I, I kind of remember originally years and years ago playing Crash Bandicoot. And those were, like, for them to be catered more for, you know, I guess, you know, children can play it just because of the cartoon violence. There's no adult themes or anything to that extent. But, you know, they looked good for the time. Yeah. And now I go back and I, I see this trailer and it looks like... um. This is set to uh, release on October 2nd, so it's just like, holy crap, the, the progression of technology. Speaking of games, I saw a meme today, because we've, we've talked about that new uh, X-Wing game coming out, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, that I definitely got to get a new system and play that shit, but what it was like, when Star Wars Squadrons come out, and it's like, girl, like... My boyfriend hasn't called me. I think he's cheating on me. And it's like, what? what's actually going on? It's like, log S foils in attack position. <laughs> it just... Yeah. Why do people just have to assume the worst? <laughs> you know? Sometimes it's just like... <laughs> Sometimes you're smoking weed and playing Xbox. 
And I mean, sometimes it's good to do that without the distraction of female accompaniment. Because, you know, sometimes it can be very distracting. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they purposely try to distract you. And it's like... Damn it, I missed my Death Star run because you were showing me boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, is that really a bad thing? Like, what does that say? Like, is there... Like, I, I feel like we need to do some geek psychology here, because <laughs> do you, at the point that you're like, you're a distraction, and I'm supposed to be distracted by this thing biologically, See, my yet theory I want to be doing this thing, like... <laughs> we live in a golden era of gaming, because back in the day when we were playing games... There was no such thing as a save point or a pause button. If you stopped, you died. So you had to make a choice. Nowadays, you're like, oh, there's boobs. Hold on. Let me pause this. Come back in an hour. Yeah, but what happens when they say, <laughs> or five minutes, you know, on who you Star are. Wars Squadron, Squadron online only. And you're like, I can't just stop mid-mission. Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> Do with that what you will. <laughs> Baby, grab you a joystick. <laughs> <laughs> grab my joystick. I'm making a Death Star run. <laughs> uh, and with that, no further news for the remainder of the year. <laughs> Check us out on esonetwork.com. We're also on our own website, cigarnerdpodcast.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Cigar Nerd Pod. Uh, get your shirts at realmensmokecigars.com. Get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com. Don't forget the promo code CIGARNERDS for 20% off your order. And if there's one thing I learned from watching The Babysitter, even if you have dry elbows, lotion is also used to masturbate. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.